What I want to talk about tonight, uh, Hanukkah, is really the whole principle of Hanukkah. Really the whole principle of Hanukkah. And that is, what, what ability, what kayak do Chazal have to make takanas? And uh, especially to enact new Yamim Tovim. Especially since we saw a rule that a Navi can't add to the Torah. That the Torah was given to us by Moshe, the mitzvah which Moshe told us about, and the Navi has no right to add to the mitzvah which was given to us by Moshe. And that's the case. How could, the, how could they come along and make Hanukkah? Hanukkah and Purim. And it's not just those two. We have a whole b'risa, it's a work from the Tanoim, which is called Megillah Sinus. And Megillah Sinus is something which is re- all the dates that something of significance happens throughout the year. And uh, Chazal wrote him in a certain midrash, and the rule was on some of these days he wasn't allowed to fast. It was considered a day, a happy day, you weren't allowed to fast. And the other ones, Halacha was, you weren't allowed to do a spadium. There was a lifter. It wasn't, you weren't allowed to give a spadium on those dates because it meant to be happy days. And this whole price that goes through about 30 or 40 different dates throughout the year, which were considered significant days. What happened to them? So the Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah, that after the Khurban, um, unfortunately when things went bad for Kali Yisrael, and it was a time of Xerius, it was a time of persecution, so then we lost uh, the significance of all these Yom Tavim, says the Gemara with the exception of Hanak Emperor. Hanak Emperor are written in Megillus as uh, two days, which we have to celebrate, and those are the only two which remain with us. All the other dates, um, lost the, we don't celebrate them, we don't keep them, the Shulchan Aruch writes, interestingly enough, that even though the Hayacha therefore is that if a person wanted to fast for some reason, he would be allowed to fast. He says that Tzibur shouldn't make a tainus on those days. And therefore, for whatever reason, the Tzibur feels the need to make a fast as a Tzibur as a or something, or maybe they're facing a certain uh, danger or a certain impending tragedy, whatever it would be. And therefore, one of the things to do is to make a communal fast. So it's brought there that Ramah brings that we shouldn't, we should try and avoid the dates which were written in Megiddo's time, it says days which weren't meant to be fasted on. And this still applies to this day? So that Allah of being communal in Megiddo's time is what God told to to this day, yes. Right, so that's the, that's the second thing. Um, which is Megiddo's time. And once again, what are Chazal, how could they, like, so give us new days in the calendar? It's interesting when the Rambam brings down in Halakha, the dinner of Hanukkah, the Rambam breaks it into two. He talks about the days of Hanukkah that was not meant to fast, the days of Hanukkah when the person was meant to not allowed to persuade him. And then that's the first point. And then the second Halakha, he says that they were made a takana to light the minaret. That was Kilo, a separate point. That they made a takana to light the minaret. To light the menorah. That seems to be like a second, uh, a second issue. Uh, when the Shulchan Aruch starts with Hanukkah, it's also interesting. He starts with the quote from the Megillah Sinus of what Hanukkah was. The Torah brings it word for word in Arabic. The Shulchan Aruch, when he brings, he just he translates it and makes it more brief. And he says, "B'chofei kislev shmoneh simin Hanukkah." That's the title of the Megillah Sinus, the eight days of Hanukkah, and therefore the Ikadir of the Megillah Sinus is Vasturim Behasu Vatainis. The reason the Megillah Sinus is written, to tell you the dates which a person is not allowed to make a spadium, and the dates that a person is not allowed to fast. That's exactly what the Shulchan Aruch quotes word for word out of the Megillah Sinus. 
Right. Now, uh, you look at the first din, he doesn't say a word about that's all he says. Hanukkah was seven, eight days when it's also to have him, it's also to fast, but we had to do work. And then he brings the din of uh, what about a chacham who does, or a basin who does, whatever it is, can you make tanis? Or can you make tanis chalim? The whole din is a din of the Megillah's tanis, was a din not to fast, and not to make him, and that's the discussion of what that is. He hasn't said a word about. Alanisim, he hasn't said a word about halal, he hasn't said a word about the menorah, that's something else. That's, that's what is the one halakha. And then the next seven, then you start with the dream of halakha, it's no halakha. And if you look at the Megillah's time, the taka looks like it's two separate things. There was the regular takana of days throughout the year, where Chazal said these are days not to fast, these are days not to make a spadium. And eight days from the, starting from the 21st of Kislev uh, fit into that category. And then there's a separate takana, a takana that, the, that was made to the Atam in there. Okay, so let's, uh, let's look at these two things. Both Hanukkah and Purim are unique and are, have the same characteristic. And that is, even though they both also, are they Megillah Steinus, not to fast, or not to do a spadium, they both multiplicate Melacha. They aren't like Yamtuf in the sense that a person can't do Melacha. They aren't even like Chalamoid. Chalamoid where there are restrictions and it could be even the rights according to their opinions on what a person is allowed to do or not allowed to do a person can't do anything he wants in Chalamud there are very specific rules which Melachas are Mutta and which Melachas are not Mutta and like I said according to the other Rishonim that's the Raisa right, that's part of the Amtif Chanakim uh, Purim no restrictions on Melach right, now Purim also it's a the Shulch and Arach is in the Shulch for the Shulch for the Shulch yes it's not uh, it's not what you meant to do, but uh, when it came out to dinner with the bottom of Metakin, uh, so get the sign is, so then also there, when, the, when you bring the cement, it's not also about Yes Melach. The Shulchan Aruch says over there, according to Mutzah Yes Melach. In the place of the Minak not to do, it's something else. Right? If the Minak not to do Melach, then you have to keep the Minak. And the uh, person with the same Bracha for that, the Gemara says, Mtsachim. Right, but I'm uh, Iker, I didn't want to get a sign which requires first, but for him, it's much more expensive than I do Melach and Purim. So what's, uh, what do you see from both of these two things? The side is that what Chazal had a, a right to add, so to speak, dates to the calendar wasn't on the category of Yomtev. Chazal couldn't kind of make new Yomtevim like the Torah makes Yomtev. Well, the third yom is called Mikroi Kodesh, which means something holy about the day, and therefore we prescribe from doing a melacha. That Chazal couldn't do. And the is because it's Matthew, the Zeraisa. So it wasn't a new Takan of Chazal, it was because it was a Sophic, when they didn't know when the Din when the, when the Torah was, which day the Torah said is yom because we didn't know when they were compared to Chodesh, and where the Yom come from. What happened was, it depended when the basin decided when the new moon was. We don't know that, in Babel was too far away. So misafik we have to keep up because since we don't know which day is the day which Yom Tov is, so it's a sophic teraisa, and then we have to go and keep both days that it could have been. If Basin will cover on the 29th, or Basin will cover on the 30th. So the beginning of Yom Tashani was because not because the came to enact something new, but because it was a sophic which way which day is the day with the raisa, and therefore we um, we keep up. But it's not the came to enact something. Mashaenka when it comes to Hanukkah and Purim, there's no precedent in the Torah for that. And if that's the case, it's a new enactment of Rabban, like all the other days of Megillah Steinus. And what Rabban have the right to do is to 
to make it a day where we can't fast. To make it a day which has extra condition in the sense that uh, we can't do milakha or whatever it's going to be, right, that they can't do. So, not fasting and not uh, doing, not, not uh, making a spadium isn't any, like, let's say, positive action we do in a day. On the contrary, it's just a way not, not what one can't do. It's like a way that Rabbanon prevented us from doing things we wouldn't have been keeping with what they wanted us to yeah. do on the day. What about halal? You say kuma That's a yomtiv. That's something else. Like, we see that, that wasn't the first takana. The takana which is brought to Megiddo's time is not to fast and not to... That's one thing. But again, right, the, the Shukhan doesn't talk about halal there. There was something else that later on, Chazal and Metaken had the halal of the Hodes. Right, uh, it says, L'shona Acheres. So the next year, so how, could, so, so how could they? How could the rabbanon put 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 halil onto onto the? Good, it's a good question. You're asking good, and let's talk about it. We'll, we'll talk about halil. So, so, the original takana. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the the first point, the first point is that what rabbanon could do was they could prevent us. Fasting or taking a it doesn't change the nature of the day in like a, like a day which is also the rest of the wood. Okay, then comes the second point. And then it's Rabbanan added new, new chiyobim to the days. Whether it's reading the Megillah on Karim or whether it's Rainati the Menorah and Hanukkah. Now, the Rambam, in the end of, it's a hard place to find the Rambam, at the beginning of the Yadah Chazaka, the Rambam lists briefly all the 630 meters of the Torah. And then he finishes at the end of the list of the short, what we call the kotza, the short rendition of all the mitzvahs, the Rambam says that the other chiyubim besides for these, the other chiyubim besides for these, but they only need Rabban. So they aren't part of the list of the 613 mitzvahs. And he brings Hanukkah and Purim, as well as one or two others, Erevim or Tursidaim, whatever it is. And then he asks the question, which we wanted to discuss, and that is, why, was, why wasn't it a problem of Baltasif? Why wasn't it a problem of Baltasif? The Torah says you're not allowed to add to the mitzvahs. It's a, one, of the, one of the 630 mitzvahs is the negative injunction. Don't add to the mitzvahs and don't take away from them. And therefore, why when Chazal came along and added new things, isn't that a very of Baltasif? So the Rambam gives together like this. The Rambam explains the, the definition of Baltasif is if a, if a Nabi would come along and say that Hashem said to do a certain action. That is the mitzvah. That would be Baltas. We add it to what Hashem said to do, that we can't do. So a Nabi can't enact mitzvahs. Whereas if we, Klai Yisrael, we decide we want to do something, and it's coming from us, and it's not coming from Hashem, then that's nothing to do with Baltas. Baltas was saying, so to speak, in Hashem's name what he said to do. And therefore, Ram says an interesting thing. Ram says, a Nabi can't come and add mitzvahs. Because the Nabi is coming as a spokesman for Hashem. He's coming as Hashem's representative. The basin can, because the basin aren't coming to say what Hashem said to do. The basin is a decision that people have to make. And therefore, even if it would be in a period of the Navim, the Rambam writes, that the Nabi's basin would have to be the ones to make the, make the rule. A Nabi again, a Nabi isn't coming as, so to speak, from Kaisal's point of view, to make mitzvahs. The Nabi is coming as Hashem's representative. A Navi can't make mitzvahs. We asked him, knowing Yeshua, why couldn't Yeshua make a new yomta for the day across the island? Yeshua was a Navi. And if that's the case, what he'd be doing was saying, saying, seriously, making a, a, the mitzvah we saw then, of putting up the stones as a memorial, was from Hashem. 
Right? He wasn't Yeshua's invention. Hashem told him to do it. So he's coming as a lobby. He's coming as a spokesman from Hashem. In that, so in that context, so he can't come to add a new mitzvah to us. Because Hashem didn't add mitzvah to the Torah. Wait, so how is Christ all allowed to listen to him by the stones? If the roof just said a lobby can't add anything to us. You're asking very good. Let me just finish what I wanted to say and I'll answer your question also. But, but, when uh, based in, which means people, not quoting Hashem, we decide this on our own, we want to do this, so then we can decide, we want to, we want to accept uh, on, on ourselves new things. Now, the question is, okay, so it's not Baltosif, it's not replacing, so to speak, we're saying it in Hashem's name, but what rights, what powers do Rabbanon have, or does the based in have to make such enactments? Uh, the Ramam asks on himself, he asks the question, and he says, we do find times that the Nevi'im told the Jewish people to do things that they hadn't done until then. Right? For example, the sons of Yeshua would be a good example. They told him to set up in the name of Hashem. There were times that like Eliyahu who brought a carbon, Hara Carmel, and there's also this quoting Hashem as a Navi. So how could that work? Arabus as well. Arabus? Arabus is a Minak. Minak is a Minak. That's not the Nevi'im's to do it. No. It wasn't an instruction. We're talking about on the Megillah and on, and on Hanukkah, because we say a bracha. On the Rabbis, we don't. It was only a minute. We saw they did it, so we did it also. But it wasn't something which was given as an instruction. So now, how could, before we get to the Rabbis, let's just talk about right to this point. How could the Bintas do things? So the Gemara already says, and I'm quite certain, that a Nabi can tell us what's called a Herod's shah. Right now, in this circumstance, this is what Shem said to do. But it doesn't become a mitzvah, like the other mitzvahs, because the mitzvahs are timeless. The mitzvahs didn't only apply to Moshe Ben Islam, they apply today as well. And now we can never do that. You can never add to the meaning of the mitzvahs. In this particular situation, right now, and Hashem tells Nomi, this is what you talk about to do, okay, and Nomi has the right to give us instructions which are practical for the here and now, and we have to listen. But to say this is now part of the, the meaning of the mitzvahs of the Torah, this is one now of the instructions which will remain part of Kal Yisrael, that he can't do. And therefore, what a lover can only say is something which was practical right then, because that was the situation that they were in, like the stones of Yericho. To make a date which would be celebrated every year, that a novi can't do. That's also why, when it comes to Purim, Mordechai was a novi. When we came to be Metaken Purim, it says he sent it to the Chachamim, and he asked them to Metaken Purim. Why didn't Mordechai do it? And the answer is he couldn't, he was a novi. A novi can't add mitzvahs. It has to be the Chachamim as the base, and not coming as a novi. As the base, and you decide that they want to accept on Kaya Shul's behalf. And now the question is uh, it's a nice idea, but what, so to speak, rights do Chachamim have to do that? To accept on the Tibur's behalf. And let's, let's preface this with a more basic question. And that is, the Hanukkah and Purim, we understand why it wasn't written in the Torah, because the events hadn't happened yet. There were only things which came later. But let's look at the other, one, some of the other things that Rabbanan established, which weren't related to incidents which happened later on. For example, a lot of the Takanas of Rabbanon fall into the category of what's called a Mishmeris, a guard for the Torah. Right? We want to prevent the person being over the Torah, and therefore we make a guard. One of the best examples. This is Mokhtar and Shabbos. The idea of Mokhtar and Shabbos is a rabbinic, a rabbinic enactment to stop people carrying or to stop people using things for Malach or whatever the reason is going to be. Right? And now the question which is always asked is, it's not something which happened later on. So if it's such an important enactment, why didn't the Torah do it itself? 
In other words, why don't we learn from the fact that the Torah didn't do this, it's not meant to be done. If you're talking about something which didn't happen yet, or something which only happened later on, then we can understand. The circumstances have now warranted us doing something new. And if that's the case, so now we, we as the Rabban, maybe we have to explain what, but we, let's say we have the right to make new enactments, new takonas. But if you're talking about something which would have been equally practical when the Torah was there, if that's the case, then why don't we learn from the fact that the Torah didn't say anything about it, that why are we coming to add more to that? In other words, if Mokhtar and Shabbos, this is an example I'm giving, is something which uh, should, have been, should have been part of the way we keep Shabbos, let the Torah say it. Just like the Torah says you can't do Melech, and the Torah says we have to let animals rest, and whatever else the Torah says about Shabbos, throw in Mokhtar as well. Why didn't the Torah say it? Why, why, and if the Torah didn't, so why did Rabban feel that they have to? So here we come to a very important rule, and that is explaining how Rabbanon work. And it's going to explain this, the Takana of Rabbanon, at the same time it's going to explain to us the right Rabbanon have to make new young Tovim in the sense that they made Hanukkah and Purim with the methods that they made to do. And that is like this. What Rabbanon were metakin was something the Torah couldn't be metakin. It couldn't come from the Torah. And let me explain with the Marshall. Let me explain with the Marshall. If there would be, if there would be, let's say, uh, use the example of a human setup. Let's say there'd be a, a human setup where there would be a king or a parliament just making the laws. Instead of talking about Hashem, just explain what somebody's saying. Right? If, let's say, there would be an edict which was passed, that this is the law. This is the law. Now, it comes with whatever penalty it comes with if a person breaks the law. So now, how do people, when they see this law, how are they meant to respond to it? So, the response to the edict, the response to the law should be that if we see that this is now a law and we don't want to you know, run afoul of the, of the authorities, we want to get into trouble for breaking the law, so we have to take the precautions in order not to, not to break the law. If the precaution would become the law, so then you aren't gaining anything by the precaution, and you just made the law bigger. If that's the case, you get to the same step. If you want to make the, if you want to make sure we're not going to be over, we're going to have to go a step more than that. That's a, a simple example. If the speed limit is going to be 60 miles an hour, right? So that's the law. So then, if I want to be careful, I'm going to make sure I don't go more than 50, because once you're already going too close, you might go over the speed limit and get into trouble for that. But if a country would think like that, and they would think, you know what? We don't want people to be over 60, so we're going to make the law, don't do 50. So how's everyone going to take that law? We're going to do 45. Because once you've made the law, you've lowered the bar, so to speak, you've made the law at a lower level, so if we want to be careful, we're going to have to go even lower than that. And therefore, the Torah can never include the God. Once the Torah would include with you the safeguard, you've made that Torah. Once you've made a Torah, we have to do more to protect that. So if the Torah says, don't do Malach on Shabbos. Now we think we don't want to be over the Torah. What do we need to do not to be over the Torah? Not to be touched to do Malach on Shabbos? We have an idea. We're not going to touch anything which is Mokhtar. We're not touching drills and hammers and pens and other things. We don't come to be over the Torah. Good. We've taken a step to protect ourselves. But if the Torah would say, don't touch Mokhtar on Shabbos, now we have to take a step back from that. And say, if the Torah says we can't touch Mokhtar, so what are we going to do not to be, not to be accidentally t- touch Mokhtar? So we're going to have to, I don't know what we would, we would think of doing exactly, but we have to take an extra step back. And therefore, the Torah can never act as a protection for itself. 
Because once the Torah says it, it becomes the halach. That's what Hashem said. And once Hashem said that, so then we have to take the extra step back, not to be over what Hashem said. And that's why there has to be a mocking for a bonnet to do something. Because that's our response to the halacha. The king gives the edict, now we, as the people receiving it, have to work on how we're going to make sure we keep this. And therefore, if it's going to mean taking the extra step back to be careful, that's our responsibility. If the Torah would say that's also Asr, then let's not consider taking a step back to protect itself. You just made the halacha more. So we're going to have to take an extra step back after that to be careful. So there'll always have to be that extra stage. And again, that's expected of us. The way we keep the halacha, the way we show the halacha is important, is to show what we do to make sure we're going to keep the halacha. Therefore, what right do Rabbanan have to make takanas, so to speak, as a safeguard for the mitzvahs? It's, the right they have is, is because being as we're entrusted with keeping the mitzvahs, then what, when we, we as Klai Yisrael decide to do in order to make sure we're not going to be over mitzvahs, is the, our response to the mitzvah. Hashem said, don't do this. We take an extra step back to make sure we're not going to do that. Another example, the halacha is from six hours in Erev Pesach, it's awesome to do that as Right after midday in Erev Pesach, it's awesome to do that as In the gym, we just saw three or four different Dimodim words in the Chazal takes a step back. From the beginning of the sixth hour, was that Chomitz. We learned it from, sorry from the Shesh. We burn Chomitz at the beginning of the sixth hour. So it's an hour, we give ourselves the leeway. Why? Because we might another day, we might be a cloudy day, we might not be following the time. So we've taken a step back not to be over the Daraisa. And if the Torah would have said that, so it's not going to help anything. Because now you've said the Torah is also from the beginning of the sixth hour, you're going to have to go even more back from that. Okay, so therefore, why, why can't the Torah say um, six hours with Torah Korah, but the Hashem Korah in the Chumash? But I want you to take a safeguard trip um, to be cautious. So that's what I said. It has to come from us. It's our response. Because then we won't go earlier than five. No, the Torah can't say, I want you to safeguard. Are you telling me I have to or I don't have to? When you make a law, you don't say this is, a, you, you say, this is the law. Or you know, it's Asr or it's The safeguard is our job. Our job to make sure we're going to keep the law is to put that into place. That's why Rabbanon trusted with making safeguards on the Torah. Now, the second time when we see Rabbanon have a koyach, and that is the same thing, something which has to come from people. It can't come from Hashem. And that is, how do we respond to what Hashem did? When Hashem does something, and now that requires a response from us, how are we going to respond? That's also something which can't come from Hashem. Right? Hashem can't say, right, I did, you, I did a nice for you, I did a miracle, and I'm instructing you, this is how you're going to respond. It's like forcing someone to say thank you. Right? I did you a favor, and now I'm commanding you to say thank you. What's the value of such a thank you? Right? Therefore, the second place where we see that it has to come from people, it can't come from Hashem, is how to respond to Nisi. Right? It needs a response, but the response has to come from us. Because then it has value as a response. If it's going to come that Hashem told us, now do this, so what's the point? You're forcing me to be grateful. You're forcing me to say thank you. There's no value in such a thanks. And therefore, right, one of the best examples of this, for example, is the carbon Toyota. Really, the carbon Toyota is a chiyuf. If a person went through a life-threatening experience and he was saved, really it's a chiyuf to bring a carbon Toyota. But even though he's really mechuyuf, the halach is he's not. It's up to him to decide if he wants to bring it. Why? He's mechuyuf, it's up to him to decide. What does that mean? The answer is, you can't lechaif somebody. What's the point of saying you have to be grateful? Right? Really, you should be. Really, you should be. But the Torah dafka leaves it up to you to decide you want to do it, because then you're expressing gratitude by saying, I want to do it. Yeah, if you're yeah. going to lechaif, you have lost that. You have to be grateful or else thank you. 
but there's no point in that. And therefore, when it comes to Hanukkah, one second, this point, and then when it comes to Hanukkah and, and Purim, it's exactly the same thing. When we see a miracle Hashem did, it's Mechayev as to respond. What's the way to respond? As we spoke about before, Prisumenesa. To acknowledge the miracle. The way we do it is different, like we spoke last week. The way we acknowledge the miracle on Purim is by recounting the whole story so that you won't be aware of the miracle which happened. The way which one is that Prisumenesa. On, Purim, on Hanukkah is by showing that Hashem was behind everything that happened. We showed that there was still Nisim going on. It wasn't something which was just, uh, so to speak, by the lack of the wall that we won. But the point which is Mechayavas is Bishlom Nisa. It's Bishlom Nisa because that's the response to a Nis. And therefore here also, it can't be the Navi, Bishlom Hashem says, you must do this. Firstly, Hashem doesn't add more mitzvahs. Secondly, it would be, it would be self, self-defeating. If we give it an instruction, you have to be grateful would be self-defeating. And therefore, it has to come that Kaisal on their own have the right to make Takonas in a case where it's what's expected from us to do. And therefore, when there's a nation, it's expected from us to now recognize the nation, and we have to be the ones to to, to be to acknowledge it and do something to show we acknowledging the nation. It leads to the same question. I lit found candles tonight. Did I do it because of a Karasatov or because I was Mikhuyev? You weren't Mechayiv Midatara. What's the difference? I was Mechayiv. No, it's the difference. We were Mechayiv ourselves. We, Klai Yisrael, were Mechayiv ourselves. So you're right now that we're part of a group. We do what everyone else does. But it wasn't that the Torah was Mechayiv us. I understand that. But, but the whole, it takes away. Like a Korban Talmud. The Korban Talmud. And I'm told by, by, by uh, the Rabbanim, you got to bring a Korban Talmud because you had a baby. Uh, then it takes away from the... from the I feel this intense. Gemara asks this question, and the Gemara says, when you make a bracha on the neiris, you say sheker deshana b'mitzvaysa v'tzivano. Commanded. We commanded. Who commanded us? The Gemara talks about hech tzivano. Who commanded us? Same by Megillah. Sheker deshana b'mitzvaysa v'tzivano. Who commanded us? You weren't commanded. Says the Gemara, there is a commandment. Shalav v'icha v'yagedcha. It's a different kind of commandment. The Torah never said you must go out to the neiris. The Torah said you must follow what the rabbanon told you to do. Why? Because they're acting, they're acting in the capacity of the representatives of Klai And therefore, we have the, since one, once we accept that they have the right to, so to speak, guide us, we have to be led, we have to be led by them. But it's not coming from the Torah. That, see, if a person thinks what they're saying, they're saying, And Rabbanu told me to do this. It's not coming as an instruction Hashem told me to do, because He couldn't. Hashem could never tell you to be Makotoba. And therefore, you see, even by mitzvahs daraisa, things which applied in the Torah, when it came to being grateful, wasn't in daraisa. When you come to that aside, mitzvahs daraisa, morals daraisa, arba koisus or not, the derabonah. It was part of the space of Saida. Why did the Torah talk about it? Because the arba koisus of Pesuminisa. They're coming to show the miracle, and therefore it couldn't be from the Torah. It had to be from Rabbonah. The other parts which the Torah mandates, the Torah says. The Torah leaves out the arba koisus. Why? Why? Because it's Sakharov Tov. Christomedius is recognizing the miracle. The Torah can never tell you to recognize the miracle. It has to come from us. And that's the Yisrael Yisrael Hanukkah and Purim. That as far as the date goes, Chazal can't make it into a Yom Tov for the Torah. Only the Torah can make Yom Tov for the Torah. What Chazal could say was done fast. What Chazal could say was done to make a stadium. That's the most they can go. They can't say, don't do Melacha. They can't say, we're Yom Tov and make it into a Yisrael Yisrael That's the concept. But when it came to being Makkah the Nase, when it came to be Makkah the Nase, 
that Chazal do, the, not only okay, they have the right to do, they're expected to do that. And therefore, when they came, I'm not going to get a sign, something else. When it came to doing something to, sorry, we recognize the nest, that's Machayavas. That's Machayavas. And that's Machayavas. Then we can say, but we have a new mitzvah which Chazal gave us, the mitzvah Prisominissa. All the mitzvahs which Chazal made as new enactments, so to speak, not as a way to protect the Torah, that's one thing. It's our job to protect the Torah. That was the one category of mitzvahs. The other one is, it's our job to be Machayavasim. To be grateful. And that's the kind of from us. And that's the mitzvah of the Torah. It's the mitzvah of Purim as well. It was given to us to show that we've been makir tovah for the Nisim Hashem's house.